Welcome to Salcedo Paranormal. It is Thursday, December 8th, 2022. And tonight I will be reviewing Insomnia, a novel by Stephen King. As always, you can find all the episodes of the show along with links to social media and ways to, ways to contact me at the podcast page. And that is salcedoparanormal.podbean.com. That's S-A-L-S-I-D-O paranormal.podbean.com. Always happy to hear from you all, whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions or stories of paranormal experiences, whether they're your own or from others that you trust. I'm happy to either read those or have you join me on the show to talk about them. And um, just a reminder, this is the last show for a couple of days. This is now the last show of each week. Um, the next one will be on Sunday morning at 1 a.m. Eastern. So either Saturday night or Sunday morning, however you want to look at that. So, um, so yeah, this is part of the new schedule. And I appreciate everyone uh, adjusting to it. Because um, it has really helped me a lot with sleeping, with being able to sleep more overall and... Uh, be more awake for getting things done during the day. <clears throat> so I appreciate everyone making the adjustment to this new time. Um, so, and uh, I will still do at least one bonus show per month, and that'll be on uh, basically on the Friday morning, probably, usually. But, uh, of course, I'll let everyone know when that happens. And... Uh, I'll let you all know when I decide to do that for this month as well. It'll be at some point. It may even be during my week off that I take in the last week of the month. I might just do a special show that week. Um, so we will see. And um, yes, so Insomnia. Um, I was trying to figure out what the book to review. And uh, this one touches on a lot of different things. First of all, it has connections to um, the Dark Tower series, in a way, which is um, I reviewed a little while back. It's basically the story of trying to a group of people trying to save all of reality. Um, oh, it's a it's a good book, Derek. It's a good book. Um, but um, but yeah. So and uh, and this one, yes, Insomnia. Something that I'm sure a lot of us have dealt with from time to time, or still deal with. So, um, but yeah. So I was just trying to p figure out a book to re to review that I haven't yet that I've already read, and this is the first one that came to mind. So uh, here we go with that. Let me see here. And uh, all right, I got the, the summary open here. Apparently this came out in 1994. Uh, it's a horror fantasy novel. And um, the main character is a um, an older man named Ralph, Ralph Roberts, R-A-L-P-H Roberts, uh, whose insomnia, basically of lack of sleep, lets him, gives him this ability to see auras and other uh, hidden things in the world that um, basically leads him to 
into this whole conflict between these two, really these aspects of reality, which are the purpose and the random. And um, so the story starts out with, and now this is a horror fantasy story, so there are going to be some um, some terrible t- things that happen in the story. just want to throw it out there now, um, so that when I start talking about them, no one is shocked. This is Stephen King. He does horror. And some of it is violent and or gory. So just a quick warning to that, um, just so everyone knows. But this is uh, also, this is set in the town of Derry, Maine. This is a town in, in a lot of King's books. And um, it's this idea of these window areas, in a way, where many things can happen and do happen. And um, there's a few different books. I, I can't think of them right now. But um, really, it's Derry and then Castle Rock are two of the main <laughs> main cities. Uh, towns where things happen in this um, in that universe, and so the story starts off with um, uh, Ralph basically at this point in in, in the universe he's retired and in, in time he's retired, and he he um he has a friend that he he's an acquaintance that he knows of that um every other time before he was always a good person seemed nice and everything, but he he met. This one day when he met this, um, when Ralph m- met this acquaintance named Ed at the local airport, uh, Ed was aggressive and um, really swearing a lot at a driver that he thought cut him off and, of course, accused this driver of, now this is where this these stories get dark, This um, Ed accuses this driver of transporting basically uh material from abortions um again i am not into i do not get into any of these things in the real world since this is just how the story goes um and so the main point here is that ralph is surprised at this behavior in ed because it seems uh way out of character so the story jumps to a few months ahead uh some months ahead where and during this time, in between the start of the story and this next part of the, the book, um, Ralph's wife has passed away. And Ralph meets Ed's wife, Helen, who um, apparently has been uh, attacked by Ed. And um, so it's... Uh, Ralph helps her, helps her out of that situation, helps her get to a women's shelter, and um, and it's also during this time when he starts to suffer the insomnia, and he starts waking up earlier, each, earlier and earlier each night until he's barely able to sleep an hour at a time, and um, this is when things start to get paranormal. Um, he starts to see th- things like colorful manifestation manifestations of life force surrounding people so basically auras and even um this is the another amazing thing in the story which seems may seem somewhat alien like he starts seeing these three two or three uh white coated beings these uh, beings in white coats who he calls he thinks of as little bald doctors based on their their coats and their appearance um, so almost like, uh, 
almost like alien grays in doctor kind of clothes. Um, but he, he, at first he figures these are hallucinations, but things start happening to, um, to show that maybe there are connections between these sightings and, um, and then things happen in the physical world. He, and after this, he figures out that Ed can also see these figures. And um, around the same time, Ralph meets a, a friend that he's known for a while, but um, he finds out that the, she has also been been seeing, um, begun seeing auras that she can interpret. It doesn't say I don't believe whether or not this is doing insomnia for her. But um, this ability to see auras, some people do have it naturally, and um, and it's just uh, and there's been a couple of times where I could have swore I saw something around someone here and there. Let's see here. Just I'm seeing I have uh, notifications here. Okay, everything looks okay. I think hopefully. Um, so that's where the story starts. So really, there's a lot of things already in the story. Um, about the paranormal. Yeah. Um, basically, you could almost call these creatures uh, aliens in a way. So, let me get back to the file here. Okay. So, um, at one point, Ralph and Lois, his friend, uh, eventually get the attention of two of these figures, these um, little bald doctors, who are um who and basically arranged to meet them uh their names are Clotho and Lacasis um who are apparently the um they are the almost like that's ironic I hadn't I forgot about that these two figures act almost as a kind of grim reaper who appear to people, not necessarily where they can see them, but who help people transition from life to an afterlife. And um, there is a third, this third doctor that that Ralph has been seeing, uh, is apparently a a crazed version or rogue from this um, this group of these these beings who serve the purpose. Um that's what what Clothos and uh and Clotho, I'm sorry, and Lakesia, I think that's how you say it. That they they all work for this purpose. I'm sorry I'm butchering this, but anyway. Um and they basically warn Ralph and Lois of this third doctor who is Atropos. Now if you look at Atropos you can almost see the word atrophy as well i think it's odd but um this this third doctor third little bald doctor third being um goes against this purpose and this order by basically um helping to to get people killed before it is their time and um so they are there's these two that really work um, for pretty much for the good of everyone. And then there's this third, this Atropos, that 
works for the random, which could be taken as evil at times. Um, and says that uh, the um, in the story here, these two agents of the purpose act, um, or they they believe that everything is uh, these random and this purpose. They're not necessarily enemies as much as they are opposites. And they also explain that Ed, this friend, uh, acquaintance of Ralph's, uh, is not assigned to either force. And um, so there are these random people. They're random. That's one of the two sides. But there are these people in reality that are not uh, um, assigned or tied to either the random or the, or the purpose. And so they can choose to do whatever they want to. And but also in this case, um, turns out that Ed is being influenced by the main villain from the Dark Tower series, the Crimson King. Again, this higher dimensional being that um, who feeds on fear and grief and craves chaos to rule over. Now, the Crimson King, depending on when this story takes place in the whole Stephen King universe. Um, I always wonder about this, and I don't think it ever says in the books. Um, when he's when he's manipulating other dimensions or, or universes, I'm wondering now if this is done before or after the Crimson King is reduced to literally just these floating eyes that are stuck on the outside of the Dark Tower, which is sort of the nexus of all reality. So, um, there is this plan that the Crimson King has set in motion using Ed, uh, I think it's Deep Nose, his last name, um, that basically, um, the, the Crimson King has this plan to disrupt all of, um, all of the order of the universe, basically to, to bring everything into chaos. And Clotho and Lachesis, um, even though they can't directly interfere, that's why they they contact Rolf and Lois. And it turns out they are the ones <laughs> that are giving um, Rolf and Lois insomnia to help them perceive and then gain and even access other levels of reality so that they can uh, see and encounter and then hopefully stop Atropos. And... Um, and of course, they, these um, beings describe the different levels of of um, perception as being the beams of a skyscraper. And of course, Ralph has a, a vision uh, of the Dark Tower. So, um, so there is this reality that is supposed to happen that uh, Deep Nose Wife is going to visit. And uh, the the um, Crimson King is basically pushing Ed Deepno to go and attack this this um, this meeting, this convention kind of thing. And um, so Ed intends to uh, basically take out this building. It's really weird because. This is odd. I didn't realize this until just now. But what happens is, the plan is, the Crimson King uh, arranges for Ed 
to acquire a small plane <laughs> and fill it with explosives. And he's, his plan is to slam the plane, crash the plane into this convention center. Now, this is in 94. Um, so this is part of that whole odd thing where various works of fi fiction sometimes can seem to predict things that happen in the future. So I hadn't noticed this either until just now. But, um, and also at the same time, uh, around the same time, allies of Ed Deepno, who are also basically working for the Crimson King, set fire to the, the shelter where Ed's wife has been staying. So really, this story gets really chaotic. And so Ralph and Lois are trying to save everyone at this, this shelter. Um, even as the, the, the events are being arranged and this attack is being arranged on this convention center. And um, so at one point, uh, Atropos uh, shows Ralph a vision of a car accident in the near future that will take the life of Ed and Helen's daughter. And it says that, um, at, that in, here in, the, in this vision is basically to warn or to show Ralph that uh, Atropos is basically upset with him interfering and it, this is going to be an event that happens in retaliation for Atropos not being able to, uh, to interfere with Ralph. So, <clears throat> the, um, so Ralph still decides to, uh, to get involved, and he tells the, uh, the two doctors that work for the purpose that he won't stop Ed unless they allow him to save Ed's daughter. And, uh, and so... There is this um, agreement that is reached between Ralph and another creature from the higher levels of reality that um, agrees to this deal. And the only catch is that it is going to cost Ralph his life at some point. And so... Um, also, in this convention center, the reason for this um, this uh, this attack on the center, not just to cause chaos, but there is a, a boy that is going to be attending this conference with his mother who has the ability to um, draw and paint. And, um, and if he is allowed to continue, he could become powerful enough to... Um, literally draw things and paint things into reality. And that is something that the Crimson King does not want to allow because, again, in the um, Dark Tower series, that is part of how he was, he was stopped. So he wants to stop this from ever happening. And again, with, with Stephen King, he does um, allow for time travel and alternate and parallel universes and um and so 
yeah, it's a very it's a very good book. Now, of course, uh, things uh, get complicated, and uh, I will leave the rest of you to read this book, and if you want to, and check out the rest of the story for yourself. So, um, that's basically it. But just it's an amazing uh, book, and it's an amazing look into the ways that we can um, see other levels of reality and um and affect them and possibly through insomnia being uh being one of those ways to to access these abilities so um so yeah it's really it was really a good book um despite it being somewhat political in some of its terms you might say um it it it's uh, that's part of why I didn't get too deep into that, but um, but yeah, it's just a really amazing, amazing book. I definitely recommend it to everybody. And uh, so yeah, and it's part of the whole, um, it's part of the whole story of all of the the Stephen King multiverse, really. So, um, yeah draw or paint things into reality that's a great superpower it, it is and it's that's part of if you go back and listen to the the dark tower series the last um episode i do on episode i do on that reviewing the uh dark tower book seven that's a part of how that book ends so um except in that case it's actually erasing because um the well, I guess it doesn't hurt to say this or say this because I've already reviewed it. In that series, that that version of this boy, who at this point in in that story is a man, he makes a picture. He draws a picture of the Crimson King, and then he erases it. And but he's not able to erase the eyes because those were made by basically crushing the petals of a rose, I believe is what it was. Um, so so there's the ability to create to create using drawing and painting. But then also the other part of what made this boy or this man so powerful is that once he 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 drew something, he could also erase it. So if he had an enemy or if there was an obstacle in his way, all he would have to do is draw a picture of it, especially if he just used pencil, and then erase it. And there's another book, a Stephen King book, that kind of gets into this cat or this kind of idea with, um, and I believe I've already reviewed it. If not, I will. I think I already have. I'll check on that. Um, Stephen King's novel Duma Key is another. Uh, that's part of that story. That story as well. So, anyway, um, I think that'll do it for today. Thank you all for being here and listening. And uh, I will talk to you all on Sunday on the next episode of Salcedo Paranormal. Take care, everyone. <laughs>